Okay, good morning. Um, <clears throat> welcome everyone, please continue to eat. We'll uh, start the shear as we do. And um, so everyone can get home in a timely manner, since for many people this is really the only vacation day of the year, because the kids are in school every other legal holiday, kids are home. So uh, this is one of the only vacation days of the year for many people. Um, <clears throat> first of all, we'd like to, um, we'd like to mention that this year is part of really a series, even though it's Tuesday morning, but we've started uh, Lila Nishwas, my mother-in-law, Shure Leia, every Tuesday night. We have a shear based on the something to get to the Parsha, some halachic aspect with... Um, Hot refreshments, 9.30 after Meyer, 9.30 to 10, a little after 10. So everyone's welcome to, uh, to come. And this year, there's no share tonight, but this is part of that series. At the same time, we also have always on the off day, um, or on some of the off days, we have a breakfast and a share. And we'd like to thank today's sponsor, um, Mr. and Mrs. Benjamin Zweiber and family for sponsoring Lila Nishmas. Binyamin's mother-in-law, Clara Bas Remaisha Le Shalom. It's Teich the Shiva, and uh, the family should have a Nechama and uh, only have Simchas from now on. Thank you for the sponsorship. <coughs> okay, so we're going to talk about the Indian of names today, Shemais. And as we'll see, that. I'm sorry, yes. There was also. Um, so Maisha Man brought the locks, and we'd like to thank him for bringing the locks as that addition. Yashikayah. I'm sorry. <clears throat> We're going to talk about names. We're going to talk about names. Now, as we'll see, it's going to play, it's going to fit into the Parsha, Avli Vela Shemais, starts off with names, but it's going to fit into the Parsha in different, different ways. There's a lot to talk about names. We'll see how much we get, um, we get to a lot of very interesting things when it comes to names. So the first thing <clears throat> that the Svarim talk about when it comes to a name that the name is really the mahus of the person. In other words, it's his neshama, it touches up who the person, who the person is. And you find a very, the, the Mepharshim say that you find a very interesting thing. You could have a person who's sleeping very deeply, and he doesn't hear thunder, he doesn't hear lightning. You could even shake him, and he doesn't move. You know, we've all met people like that, or that we are them themselves. And however, when you call their name, they wake up. So what happens, why is it when you call their name, do they wake up, the thunder's you know, the alarm's ringing, the thunder's... Uh, but their name they hear. So the Mavarshim explained, because when a person's asleep, so most of his physical senses are not uh, really on, uh, on high alert, and therefore he can be in such a deep slumber that physically he doesn't hear the uh, thunder, you could even shake him, and he doesn't move. But a person's neshama is never sleeping. His neshama's there. And therefore, when you call his name, you are connecting with his neshama. You call his name, you're connecting with his neshama. His neshama hears that, and he's awoken from hearing the name of his name being called. So you see that the name is not an external thing. It's really part and parcel of the neshama of the neshama of a person. So much so that when you use a person's name, you actually become connected to them. The, the, um, <clears throat> the Mepharshim point out, you find this in, um, in Navi sometimes, you find that when, 
you find them in Chazal also that when you find that someone who was at odds with someone else or hated someone else, so they tried very much not to say their name, right? When Yain, when when Shaul, when Yainus on Machar Chaydish and that Haftar uh, over there, he calls him Ben Yishai. Very often Shaul calls him Ben Yishai. Why is he calling Ben Yishai? Why doesn't he call him David? So the Chidah says it's not because, so normally you say it's like a derogatory term. He doesn't want to say his name, he just says Ben Yishai. But the Chidah says it's not, it's not like that. He says, the real reason is because when you use someone's name, since that's a connection to their neshama, you're actually connecting on a very deep level to them. And a person who doesn't want to connect with someone else, a person who has a hatred for them, as a sinner, he's enemies with them. So Mamela, he doesn't want to, and he almost can't. It's not even doesn't want to. He can't. He can't even say his name. You can't you say, I can't even say his name. I'm so angry at him. Why, why can't you say his name? Like, you can say every other word to the person. Why punct his name? You can't say. Terence is because the name is a kirva. And, and you, if you have this... Uh, this, 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 this hatred or this anger at that moment towards the person, you push it, can't say their name. Adarabba, by children, it's interesting, when you scream at them, use all their names. Because really it comes from love, right? Really it comes from love. You really want to you wanna scream at them and you want to be mechanech them, so you use all their names. But someone that you, you, you can't stand, so you don't want to say their name. That's what the, uh, that's what the Chidah says. And he says, that's the pshat b'shem, um, now, now it's it's a little bit more than that. Also, the the when when you masker a person's name, you also give like a chius to them. It almost charges up who they are. It gives them a little charge to their neshama. And that the mafarshim say v'shem rishoyim yirkov. The name of rishoyim should rot. That means today nobody should mention. How do you, how does something rot? You leave it. Nobody mentions it. You put it in the garbage. It rots. V'shem rishoyim yirkov. Nobody should say their name because when you say someone's name, it gives them a kayak. It gives them a chizuk. It gives them a chios. V'shem rishoyim. We don't like that. Mashenkin, someone you love, Adarabba. You see, that's the Rashi in the beginning of the parasha. Kodesh Baruch Hu, because of his chiba, he counts them. What do you mean counts them? He counts them by name. Why does he count them by name? Because when you say their name, it gives a chiyos to the person. If, the Nitziv actually in Parshas Vayichi, he says, Habein yaker li Ephraim. Um, so he says, uh, Hashem says about Klai Yisrael, so precious to me. Mamish like a playful child. What does that mean? Says the Nitziv, that normally when you say a story about a person, especially a person you don't even want to talk, let's say you're saying a story about someone you're not, you, you hate. So therefore, what do you do? In the beginning, you say his name just because you want people to know who you're talking about. And after that, use pronouns. He, he, he. You don't say his name. Like we are saying before, you almost can't say his name. But what happens if it's someone you love, instead of using he or she, you keep on saying their name. That shows the love. So, You know how precious they are? Even if I'm already talking about them, says Hashem. So I don't have to say their name. I could just say he or she. I still mention their name. That shows the Chiba. So we see this concept of the, 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 the name of a person has to do has to do with their mahus. Now we find the Gemara tells us that uh, it's a medrash and based on a Gemara as well that um, that a person should be baydek b'shemais likra levenai says the medrash tanchum. A person has to be careful what name to choose for a child because sometimes the name could be a cause for Taivara. Of course, there's Bechira in the world, but we know there are things that make ashba, have Ashba on a person, and a name has to do with that. 
A name has to do with that. We find the concept of Shema Gorim. The name um, is Gorim. You find Rameyer, the Gemara tells us in Yumos, Medayik B'Shemais. He was very, he looked at people's names, and he had the story over there. Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Yisra Rameyer were going on a trip, and Erev Shabbos, they wanted, they were staying somewhere, they wanted to deposit their money. So uh, Rameyer says his name was Kidar. Kidar, he thought to himself, Kidar Tapuche Seima, the Pasuk says. Not a good name, Kidar. So he didn't give his money to them. To, he, 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 he put his money somewhere else. Mashiach and Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Yaisi were not Medayik B'Shemas, and they did, and it ended up, the guy stole their money, the whole story over there. So you see again, that afterwards they told Rameyer, how did you know? He says, because I was Medayik, I was Medayik um, um, B'Shemas. So the, the guy actually says on that Gemara, that Kidar is Gematria Amalek. It wasn't just Tam, the name Kidar, it was the Gematria of Amalek. And he says that Rameyer... Um, that that's how Rameyer was Medayik in in uh, in the names. It wasn't just in what the name was. He saw also the gematria of what it was. Um, in fact, um, if Rameyer's own name is, if you take it, uh, is Aleph Yud and Reish and Mem is E Reish Mem. Amalek is gematria two hundred forty Reish Mem, which is Kidar. So Rameyer's name is E Reish Mem. Is the opposite of Reish Mem, not Reish Mem. In other words, that's why he was anti the Amalek. But that's how the guy learns. So you see also this concept of being Baidik B'Shemais, the shame of a person could be Gairem, and therefore it's brought down that actually the concept that parents have some sort of Siata Dishmaya or Ruach HaKadosh when they name their children, why punk they name the child a certain name, Avada, they have to be, think about what the names are, but there's certain, some type of siyata dishmaya because, and a ruach hakaidish, because this is the essence of the person. And in fact, in this sefer here that I have, Yikarish Mabi Yisrael, he has a tefillah um, that parents could say before they choose a name for their child, for have siyata dishmaya to choose a name that's matim um, for, that, for that child. Now, at the same time, we find the concept that the, every name of a person is there's a remez for it in the Torah. There's a remez in the Torah. Um, the the Talmidei Hagra writes, the Rabbi Shalom Mishklav writes, that the Goyen would know all about a person and everything about him from his name where it's Marumas in the Torah. And in fact, there's a very interesting story with the Talmud of the Rambam. There was a Talmud of the Rambam whose name was Avner. And um, Avner went out and went off the derech. And one time, on Yom Erev, uh, was, it was on Yom Kippur, the Ramban called his Talmud to come to him, and this Talmud came, and there's two gears in the story. One gear says he took a rabbit, and he killed it, and he cooked it, and he ate it on Yom Kippur. And another gear was, it was a chazer. But either way, it wasn't, it was Yom Kippur, and it was a davar ha'asr. And then he turned to the Ramban and says, how many chayve krisas was I over today? And... Um, and they, they started talking and learning, the Ramban and this Talmud, until they came to the conclusion he was over on five lavin of Chai Vekrisis. So afterwards, the Ramban tells them, can I ask you a question? You're my Talmud. How exactly did you go so off the derech? So he told them, I'll tell you, I once heard you say, told the Ramban, I heard you say, that in Parshas Hazinu are all the mitzvahs and all of the happenings in the entire world, are all mirumas in there, you just need Siata Dishmaya to know where to find everything that's going on, all the things that are hidden there. And he says, I can't believe such a thing. It didn't make any sense to me. And therefore I said to myself, it can't be like my Rebbe the Ramban saying, and that threw him off the derech. So the Ramban says, well, I still, um, I still say such a thing. I still say it's true. Everything is Mavur in Parshas Hazinu. 
So Avner turns to him and says, okay, so where am I? Where am I in Parshas Hazinu? So the Ramban says, it says, the Ramban davin to Hashem in a corner, and he came to the Pasuk, I said that I will spread them out and I will destroy from mankind their memory. The third letter in each of those words is Reish Aleph Beis Nun Reish, which stands for Reb Avner. So he told him, that's the Pasuk that your name is in. That's not such a good Pasuk to have your name in. So that's what he told him. So when the Talmud heard that, Imamish got very scared, it says. And he says, if I do tshuva, will I, will I have any uh, tikkun? Will I have a refuah? So the Ramban says, I told you your Pasuk. Uh, it doesn't look too good for you. So it says that he, he went out in, on a boat, and he, um, and he cried to the Rabbi Shalaylam, and the boat was lost and never heard from it again. And uh, the Ramban davened very much that he should get up to some type of kapara. It says that he came to him in a dream, and he, was, and he thanked him, and he said that the Ramban's tefillahs helped that he was at least able to go to Gehenim for 12 months, and then he got his kapar. In other words, he was so vite that Kubi was one of those people who says that he's needed be Gehenim forever. It says certain people. And, um, and uh, he says the Ramban's tefillahs helped for him. So that's, uh, that's the story with the Ramban. With the Gain is also a very famous story that he also said that. Someone once asked him where his name is, Marumas, in Sefer Dvarim. The Gain said not only in Hazinu, it was in Sefer Dvarim. And he said his name is Marumas in the Pasuk, Evan Shleim of Tzedek, because Evan stands for Elio Ben, Elio ben and Shleima Shleima, that was his name, Elio Ben Shleima. And his name, he said, is like in Rashi Tevis, because a lot of his Torah was Bederech Nister. His Torah was very hidden. The, the guy in there is much Torah as Nigla, but it was very hidden, all the deep secrets of his Torah. So that's why his name is like hidden in the word, the word Evan. So you see this idea over here, that Shema's Amarum is in the Torah. So that's something, obviously it has to do with the essence of the person. Istakel Bairaisu Baraam, everything is in, is in the Torah. Now when it comes to Klal Yisrael in Mitzrayim, um, Klal Yisrael Mitzrayim, we know that one of the one of the schusim that they had is Shalashinu Shemam. Shalashinu Shemam. So Rabbi Yehuda Tzadka, the Rashivim Parat Yosef, Zechariah Levracha. So he said like this. He said, Yisrael. So he says he brings Rashi. The Rashi tells us that even though Hashem counted them Mechayeim Chazer Monam BeMisasam. He counted them again, to show the chiba that Hashem has for Klal Yisrael. So he says, what's the chiba in names? He's asked this question. He just counts them by names. What's the big chiba? Um, <coughs> so, and he has uh, numerous questions as well. He also wants to know why it starts ve'ela. Why do you start a sefer with a vav? Ve'ela, it's like a continuation from before. The Rechaim HaKadosh um, answers that question, is, asks that question as well. So Behuda Tzadka says that the Torah is telling us Ve'ela Shmois B'nei Yisrael means to say that the same names that Klai Yisrael came into Mitzrayim with, the names that they had from the Avos HaKadoshim, the names of, of Loshin HaKadosh, Ve'ela Shmois, that even after Yaakov Avinu was Nifter, Loishinu Shemam. And what does it mean, Loishinu Shemam? It means to say they didn't change who they were. 
as we say, the name is the essence of the person. So if your essence is your name, if you change your name, that means you change who you are, you change your actions, you change your whole uh, personality, your whole persona. So, Eilish Mois B'nai Yisrael means they stayed the same, and that's the Ve'ela, the same Vayichi Yaakov of last week's parsha that do- talks about Mises Yaakov, Ve'elish Mois, it didn't change, continued, their names continued to be the same, because when it says Leishinu Hashemam, is not only their names, it means Leishinu Maseyim, they didn't change who they are, and that's how they kept their identity with the Neshamas of Kla Yisrael, because of Leishinu Hashemam. <coughs> Now, we do find Midrashim that the Mitzrayim, one of their ways of Havan is Chachmalai was to get Klai Yisrael to change their names. How you get Klai Yisrael to do Averis? How they not going to do an Avera? How are they going to become assimilated? So, the Midrashim sound like, some Midrashim sound like that they wanted them to change their names. Dafka. If we change their name, they'll become different people. So, um, and because of that, the, that's Part of the schus of Leishinu Hashemah means they didn't give in to that. They realized that. They strengthened themselves against Mitzrayim with Leishinu Hashemah. Now we find numerous examples of this throughout Tanakh of, um, of rulers trying to change the names of people from Kla Yitzrael. So normally you learn that's like the, the, you know, he wanted him to be part of the... the, the uh, the, the palace or the household or things like that. But the Midrashim sound like in, in more depth it was part of their Eitzah. So for example, Pari changed Yosef's name to Tzafnas Paneach. He changed it to Tzafnas Paneach. So we mentioned last week in the Shir, last Tuesday night, we talk about Ksubas. So the Pasuk says that he called him Tzafnas Paneach. And the next Pasuk says, So Chsam Seifer writes that even though Pari changed the name to Tzafnas Paneach, Yosef wasn't Mechabal. He wasn't Mechabal, the name changed, and he went out as Yosef. We said a stira in Chassam Seifers, what he wrote on his Ksuba. One place he says he wrote Tzafnas Paneach and Asnas, another place he says he dafka wrote Yosef because he wasn't Mechabal. A stira, okay. But in the Pasuk, that's the, the, the Pasuk, when he went out, he says, I'm not Mechabal, the name changed. Pari wanted him to be a changed person. You change his name, you become a changed person. Nebuchadnezzar changed the names of Daniel, Hananya, Mishal, Vazaria. Also, he gave them names, um, uh, um, uh, Balchetzar, and Shadrach, Mishal, Meshach. Why? Because um, he also understood, you change the name, it becomes, becomes a different person. Achashverosh, it says in the Megillus Esther, that whoever the, um, the Lushen is, um, the girls went to the king. They go and come back. Unless the king wants, he'll call her by name. So the Yosef Lekach, Rablazar Ashkenazi, Zechrayna Levracha, who we were Zaycha to be at his cover in Krakow, he writes that Vinikra um, Vashem means if, if Achashverosh wanted, wanted this girl, he changed her name. He gave her a new name. Vinikra Vashem, and now you're mine. New, it's a new identity, who you are. But by Esther, it says not like that. Even after Esther, it says she's still Esther Bas Avichayel. So that was a siyata dishmaya that he, their Achashverosh did not change her name, even though normally he did. So there was a different idea. But you see the concept that he, um, to become part of, of, of someone new, there was this idea of changing the name. The Medrash says that when Paray wanted, in this week's parsha, Yechevet and Miriam, 
to kill the children, so he dafka changed their name to Shifram Pua to get rid of the schus of Leishinu Hashemam. Again, so you see this idea that they understood what the schus is. And, um, and uh, the Bnei um, Saskar says that in order to do that, that's how Pari was hoping to get them to be able to, uh, to kill the children. Because if you change their mahus, you change their name, they're no longer Yechev and Miriam, they're different people. When, when they became a Gzeira in, um, in Europe and the, the people started taking on last names, there was times in certain countries, they made them take last names. So the family, we know the Maram Shik. The Maram Shik, so his father, when he, he took the name Shik, Shin Yud Kuf, because it stands for Shem Yisrael Kaidish. In other words, he wanted to show his, his children and his family, Lailam Void, that he, the only reason he took whatever family name they were Machai of them to take was only because it was Xera. Really, Shem Yisrael Kaidish, we don't want to mix any other names. And Mamela, we're forced to do it. So again, you see this concept of that the name has to do with the Mahus of, there's a last name, it's, a, it's not exactly the same idea, but, um, the, uh, but you see again this concept of what a name is. Now, because of that, obviously, so then you get to, um, you know, the understanding of, of um, that a name has Ashba on a person. Um, it is brought down also, different names have different types of Ashbas. I, I didn't write this down, but they write... Um, you have if a name Avram is a Balchesed. You know, different names have different hashbas on the person too. Again, which is all part of the Siyat Dishmaya in the Kriyas Hashem that HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives to parents. So for that reason, obviously, so naming a child after a Russia is not a good thing. If the Mahos of the person is defined by his name and his Maisim have to do with his name and all that, so therefore we don't call uh, children after Rishoim. It's interesting that we do find um, we do find the name Yishmal, Tanoim, a few Tanoim, Rabbi Yishmal. L'chayri Yishmal wasn't, you know, f- uh, you know, from the biggest Sadiqim L'chayra. So why do we have, I don't know anybody to name, today named Yishmal. But uh, we have Tanoim, we have Rabbi Yishmal. So uh, a few Tanoim named Rabbi Yishmal. So some Mepharshim say because Yishmal beside Yom of the Tshuva. And therefore you can name after him. I don't know why you can name after him, but you could. Um, the Ritzva says that really Hashem gave the name to Yishmal. Hashem said, So there's something, even though he went off, but the name came from Hashem. Um, that's, um, that's the Ritzva says that, Teretz. And others say that really the name Yishmal, the name Yishmal is really a nice name. It's, it's a Shmias Kel, you know, Hashem hears. Really the name itself is a, is a good name. And Mamela, when they named it, they weren't naming after Yanni Yishmal, the son of Avram Avinu. They were naming it after this the name itself has good connotations to it. So you see from there, says the Ramah, Achuvus Ramah, that the Akbada of not calling after a Russia, or the name of a Russia, is when you're naming after that Russia. Right? Again, if the whole Vard of Yishmael, it's a nice name, who cares if Yishmael was a Russia? I'm not naming after him, I'm just using a nice name. So you see the Akbada is, um, the Akbada is only when you are naming after that Russia. Except there are certain names of Rishayim where the names themselves have bad connotations. Like it says by Doyeg HaDoymi, um, it says HaKadosh Baruch Hu was Doyeg, was worried he'll go Latar Busra. So that's not a good name in essence. Besides being the name of the Russia, the name's not good. So if you want to, again, so if it's a nice name after a Russia, you can name for the nice name even though 
and not after the Russia. But if the name itself has bad connotations, so then obviously Mitzad Atzma is not a good name. And number two, if it's a Russia, if it's a Russia as well. But if it's a Russia, let's say Moshe, and you're naming for that person that you shouldn't do right. it. Right, Lachar not. Yeah. You have a mind, it's for a tzaddik, you can do all these type of so now, what about Seamus of um, Tanoim and Amiroim? You don't find. There is uh, someone in Toronto who named his children, I think, Avina and, and right? And Ashi, right? What's the name? Right. Well, I don't want to say the name. It was. You know what I mean? It's that person. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but um, so, um, so you don't find. And so the real reason is L'chayr not Tanoim and Amiroim. I mean, you should open the Gemara. You have all these wonderful names that people should name after. So L'chayr and even women, you find Yalsa. You know, not too many people name Yalsa. Um, there's a Chulda every once in a while, right? You find, but that's not the most common of things. So the reason is really this is really based on the Chazanish and others say that you're not supposed to give names to children that they're going to be embarrassed of if it's not a common name. So for whatever reason, it fell out of being common. Um, these Aramaic, these names of the Tanaim and Amaroim. And Mamela, if it's not a common name, the Chazanish was already getting in those years in the beginning of in, in when he was in Artisrael, he was talking about, even about Yiddish names. Even about Yiddish names, he was talking about that if it's a Yiddish name, you shouldn't give it children, they're going to be embarrassed of the Yiddish names. If you want to give, like Golda, so make it Zahav, or do both, and things like that. So they shouldn't be embarrassed. It also has to do a lot with the circles that you're in or the family that you're in. Some names that are Yiddish names, they know for some families it's normal, some communities it's normal. So there's really this idea of understanding, um, you know, um, if it's going to be something embarrassing. So the names that are not common, so therefore they may be embarrassing, um, em- embarrassing for, for the child. Yiddish names are not miyuchas. Okay, we'll get to that in a second, maybe. So then there's the thing of, of modern new names. Like Israel, there's a lot of new names, uh, modern Israeli names that come up. So this is already, we're getting to the modern days of Reb Chaim Kanyevsky, Maran Sarataira. Everyone knows he's very into names, very makbid and very against. There's a whole safer, I have it in my car, um, that was, I'll pee his psakim of names, where he, you know, he done, you don't name um, the names that the shaitim made up, he says, and things like that. He's very against modern names. Um, wasn't against it. He wasn't against it, and he says you could name these names. Um, you know, obviously, if it's if it's you have to know it's the same thing of not being embarrassed. You know what I mean? If you're going to live in Satmar and name your kid, you know, Elon, it's not going to work so well. You know what I'm saying? But in other places, it might be okay. You know what I'm saying? You shouldn't be embarrassed of it. But but um, Reb. Um, but Reb Chaim is very against it. And they asked him, what's the difference between, here in the Seif, they're very busy with this, what's the difference between all the Yiddish names? You know, Reb Chaim says, you take plenty of names in Tanakh. Who needs new names? Why do you think of new names? There's plenty of normal names to use. What do you think? They asked him, what about Yiddish names? So I don't, I don't understand clear his answer to know, to, to explain it. But we rely, you know, Reb Chaim's Reb Chaim. I'm finished, you know what I'm saying? And uh, I, I personally believe, I, I, I did a bit of a study on different names that Reb Chaim was asked about and what his answers were and try to figure out if there's any mahalach to it. If there's any mahalach to it. And I came out there's no mahalach to it. I came out that it has to be Pashat, Shechinim Adabaris Mitach Groinai. And afterwards I saw that he himself said that. Because one time someone asked him about a certain name, I forgot it was, I think it was Lovan's wife. Anyone remember what Lovan's wife's name was? The mother of the Imais? So anyway, for whatever her name was, the mother of Rachel Leah, so some, one person, he said, ah, nah, it's not a good name, Lovin's wife. And uh, two weeks later, he told another person, he says, wow, the mother of the Imai, it's a beautiful name. So this guy said, I understand, two weeks ago, 
two weeks ago, you said this. So he said, I'll tell you the truth. Whatever comes to my mind at that moment is what I say. And uh, so that's, I once learned for one of the Talmud Rebaran Cutler who said, the Ruach HaKadosh B'zmanenu, Shem Rebaran, is that a person who has a very controlled mind and he gets up to something, uh, something comes to his head, they'll say it's Ruach HaKadosh B'yameinu. And that's, Laniyaz Daiti, there's no rhyme or reason to Rebcha. There's certain things everyone knows, you know, Shira, everybody knows about. You know, there's certain things he's, he's consistent about. But a lot of names, it's just here or there, and it's very not consistent. And, um, and it's Pashit, uh, it's Pashit, you know, if you're going to him to ask him, you're, you're asking, you know, what the, what the Rabbi Nisham wants, and you're Mechabal, what he says. Again, others are not like that. The Rebbe Yashiv, they're not like that. And um, he says, you look at all the Yiddish names. All the Yiddish names are also, what do these names mean? But, um, but that's, uh, so that's when it comes to modern names, you know. If you're going to go ask Reb Chaim, as I tell people, if you're going to go ask Reb Chaim, you've got to be ready to be Mechabal, what he's going to say. If you're not ready for that, find somebody else. I'm not saying you shop around, but you know what you're getting yourself into. If that's, you have to, you know, you have to be Mechabal, what he's going to say, because, you know, not there, it's, it's not a game. Now, um, another interesting thing um, is... Um, what about two names? What about two names? Uh, many people have two names, myself included. So wh- what's this idea of two names? So there's, uh, the Naid of Yehuda writes in, in uh, Tshuva, he writes, He says, in my weak memory, he writes, in my weak memory, I don't remember anywhere in Shas, a Tana or an Amira that had two names. Two names. He says, you find some exceptions. Uh, he says, you have like... Um, Abba Shol and Abba Yaisi, but Abba's not a name really. Abba just means like Reb or Harav. Abba was, Abba was the name of Hashivas. It wasn't a re- their real name, it was a title. So there's no one in, in he says there was nowhere in Shas that, um, that anyone had two names. Chumadume, he says that they didn't call anyone with two names. He says even in Chumash you don't find people with two names. And even Yaakov, which came to Yisrael, he's never called Yaakov Yisrael, Yisrael Yaakov. It's one or the other. You don't find people who have two names. He says, They didn't have two names. What's the rhyme? Maybe they had two names they call them by one name. But nowhere in this, you never have two names anywhere? As I talked to says, you don't find it, you don't find it. That's what he says. There's a Chsam Seifer also who goes through this, Chsam Seifer and Avanazar, who quotes the Naid of Yehuda, and he says it as well. And um, he says as follows, he says also that you don't find two names, and he brings the following story, which is Negea to something else. The following story is as follows. Um... The marshal has a tshuva in Yamshoshlaimai. Uh, Yamsho so the marshal, just to put this into uh, perspective, the marshal lived in the 1500s. The 1500s. We were by him in Lublin as well. So he says a story like this. He wants to know, could you combine names? So he says, my grandfather, Menachem, had a son, and his father's name was Meir, and his shver's name was Uri. And they argued what they should name the child, Meir Uri. So they decided to call him Schneier. They called him Schneier, which means Schneier, two lights. Meir means light and Uri means light. So Schneier is a name, two lights. So to make Shalom between the two, there's Schneier. Now you should know Schneier, that's not the first time Schneier was ever used, because we find um, is a, there was Kadmonim already named Schneier. The name existed, Schneier. But he used it as a, a, a compromise between his father's name and his Schneier's name. So that's one just idea of the Mitzar of Shemus that they bring. But the Chsam Seifer says, I understand the problem. Why don't they call him Meir Uri? Why don't they call him Meir Uri? I understand. We have this thing. Everyone does it. He says, Weiss in the Amshel Shleimah's days, there were also people who weren't calling each other by two names. It was not common. 
So that's in the 1500s, there's some Sefer. Then he says in Sefer Nachla Shiva, which is in the Sefer, they has a lot of names over there as well. That's in the 1600s he wrote that Sefer. Also, he says, you don't find, says Glim Sefer, people had two names. Now, in his days already, some Sefer was Nifter in 1839, I think, that neighborhood. Um, we actually quoted... On Shabbos, Adrasha, he said, Ches Teves, Tovkov Tzadites, 1839. So that's the last Ches Teves of his life. He was Nifter in the end of Tishrei of that year. So um, he, um, so in his days already, people did have two names. So somewhere between this, the 16, uh, you know, the mid-1600s, till some Seifer's days was the end of the 1700s, early 1800s, they, they started calling by two names. And it can't be too bad because his own son, the Ksav Seifer, was named Shmuel ben Yamin. And then, when he was sick, they added a third name, Avram Shmuel ben Yamin. So his own son started off with two names. So as much as in the Tshuva, he's saying that it was an uncommon thing, by then, it became a common thing. Now, again, some of Arshim say that the Pshat is that, as we said, when you call a person by a name, a name gives chizuk. So if you give more than one name, there's like more chizuk to the neshama. Now then we say, like, how many names could you give already? Three, four, and some people have four names. It's all, how much chizuk could you give already? But that's one of the reasons they say that when someone's chas v'shalom sick, so when you look in the Gemara, the Gemara says you make a shinei Hashem. A shinei Hashem means you change their name. That means get rid of the old name and make a new name. He held like that. If you want to do a real shinei Hashem, get rid of the old name and you put a new name in. But the Minigan Kleisel is to add a name. Why do you add a name? You add a name because they say, because again, a name gives chizuk. It's not just you change the person's name in his mazel. It gives chizuk. Another name could give chizuk to that neshama and the person needs her for shalema. It will give chizuk to them or it could give chizuk to them and that's one of the reasons of giving, um, of giving, um, of giving an extra name. Now, this concept of two names is still also, um, uh, um, the Chazanish wasn't happy with giving two names. Um, others, uh, even though, you know, Chaim uh, Kayevsky's own name is Shmario Yosef Chaim, he has three names. He's named after two grandfathers, um, the Stifler's father and the Stifler's father-in-law. So he has three names, but the, the Chazanish wasn't into it. And he especially said, and even, if you do name two names, you have to use both of the names. They should only use one name and not use the other. He wasn't so happy about that. But again, there's many others who are who disagree, and they say you could, and that's the Minigan Klai Yisrael, that many people um, have, have uh, more than one name. Now, um, so that's the idea, that's the idea of, of Seamus. I just want to... Um, I just want to end off with one last thing, and that is when it comes to the spelling of your name. The spelling of your name. It's a very important thing. In the, last week in the Shira on the Ksuba, we didn't talk about this, because I said I'll mention it this week by the names. And that is that there's a way, there's rules and regulations, so to speak, in how to spell names. Now, that doesn't mean if you dafka want to spell your name in a mud in a way that you can't. But, uh, you know, if you want to do things the way things are supposed to be done, so there's a way, there's a way of spelling them. So the, the real rule is, and that's how it's Negea and Aksuba, and if Chas V'Shalom, anyone needs a get, there's, there's, uh, there's, there's ways how to spell things. So the rule of thumb usually is that when it comes to Lashon HaKadosh names, Lashon HaKadosh names usually end with a hey. They end with a hey. Um, 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 a Simcha, I'm trying to think of some names. Um, what? Akiva is not a good example. Pum <laughs> not a good example. Yehuda. Yehuda, right? All these, right? Yehuda, Yehuda. They, right? The ones who spell with Alf because they don't want to put you a Kevavke. They're Dafka doing it the other way. 
Right, Yehuda has it in Yud Kevavke, so they do it with an Aleph like that. But really, Shemais of, of Kaidesh are with a He. Shemais Laaz, whether it's an English name that you have to write into a, you know, into a Get or into a Ksuba, or whether it's a Yiddish name, they usually end up either with an Aleph, if it's an A, it's an Aleph, and if it's a, uh, like an E, it's an Ayin. Um, so it also has to do with the pronunciation of, of the name. Um, we just now the problem is like today in Eretz Yisrael, all these, all even these Yiddish names or like Russian, all these type of Lazi names, non non Russian Kaddish names, they modernize them. For example, there was a get this week in the Kailo, and uh, the, it was a Russian lady. Her name was Galina. So Galina with uh, with you write with an Aleph at the end because it's a Russian name, and you write with an Aleph. So she was nervous because in her Israeli. Um, file, passport, and uh, whatever her stuff is over there, they have it with a hey. She shows us how they wrote it. They wrote it with a hey because they don't do olives there. That's a, that's a lousy way of doing it. So she was nervous that they're not going to be macabre, that she's no longer married. They, well, she wanted to make sure. There was also some ayans that are thrown in there in the pronunciation because there's no nekudais. And Eretz Yisrael, they, uh, you know, they got rid of all that and they just make it straight. It was galina and finished. So, so, but in, in halacha, that's really the way it's supposed to be written. And this is Nagea. A lot of people have Yiddish names. Um, uh, Kayla, Bela, um, uh, I don't know, a bunch of Yiddish names that people don't know if there's a hay at the end, if there's an olive at the end. And really, if you're going, again, unless you're naming specifically in a certain way, if you want to go with the rules, there's, there should not be a hay at the end, there should be an olive at the end or an ayin at the end, depending how you. There was once a girl here um, whose name is Kayla. And um, I'm a big troublemaker when it comes to names. The first thing I do when I get a class invitation, I look at the name to see how it's spelled. Now, that's not a right that's not going to spell Nixuba, but it's really an inkling, right? So the person's name was named Kayla. And in the, in the invitation, it was spelled Kuf Yud Yud Lamid Ayin. So now there's two problems with that. Um, at Seire, an A only gets one Yud. Like Kuf Yud Lamid should be K. If it's two Yuds, it's Kai. Depending where you're from, if you're from, you know, uh, Lithuania, Germany, or you're from Poland, might be if you're Freida or Frida, right? It, it depends how you say it, but that's really how you spell it. So her name here was was Kuf Yud Yud Lamed Ayin. So that's pronounced Kaila, right? But her name was Kayla. So I I I, I, uh, I sort of so I went over and said, listen, I'm not going to tell you what to do, but you know, I don't know who your Masada Kedushin is going to be. I went to the Chassan, to his father. I said, I'm your Masada Kedushin, but you might want to take care of it now. Because at the chasen, you don't need a whole, uh, you know, figuring out what the girl's name is. So they went, I said, find out. So I said, so he went back, why'd they name her? They, I don't know. When they went to the shul, whoever this person was, to name their child, this is how the rabbi told them to spell it. So they spelled like that. Maybe the bub's name was Kyla, and uh, that's why it was a Hungarian rabbi or something, and he wrote it that way. But if her name is Kayla, so it should be spelled Kuf Yud Lamid Aleph. And Taka, that's how they, uh, they, they, uh, they made a Shini Hashem, so they don't make a Shini Hashem, but uh, she started changing it, and they made sure the Machzorim were stamped the right way, you know, because that's really the main thing. The Ksuba is only like a halba thing, you know what I mean? Got to make sure the Machzorim have, um, have, the, have the, the same way. So again, this thing with the two Yud is also a big thing. People name their kids, the Yiddish names, Freda and Bela and all these type of things, and... Um, they put two yuds in there, and there's really no two yuds unless it's an I, unless you're saying it in a Hasidish way. So can I say we're, our story here? So, um, so yesterday, when uh, Binyamin sent me the name of his mother-in-law, Clara Bas Moshe, so he spelled the Kuf Lamed Aleph Reish Hey. So <laughs> when I sent out the email, that's how I sent it out. Um, two hours later, I get a text message from him that says, um, they're supposed to have made a mistake, and... Um, 
uh, my wife's not so happy, and there's supposed to be an Aleph at the end. So could you please change it? So I changed it. So, um, so I changed it very quickly. Yes, very quickly. We changed it. Yes, like I've said, you know what I mean? I don't need to make Shalmai's frowns. I have enough coming to my door. I don't have to create any more business. Um, <laughs> if I can fix it, I'll fix it as soon as possible. So, so, um, so, but Lamaisa, so Lamaisa, I was taka looking what, uh, I never heard the name Clara before, and I never looked Clara before, so I got a looked in this Sefer, and in this Sefer he had the Hebrew version of it, the Hebrew modernized version, Kuf Lamed Reish Hey, right, like I said, the Hebrew, they modernize things. But Lamaisa, I looked it up in Beishmul, Beishmul Nelchus Gittin has a list of names, Dorach HaShulchan as well, and I found the name there, and the name Kuf Lamed Aleph Reish Aleph, Kach Kaisvim B'Medinas Poilin. That's how they wrote in Poland because they called her Clara. And he writes, but in Ashkenaz, they would call them Clora or Clara. I don't know how they say an O over there. So you write it Kuf Lamid Vav Reish Aleph with an I or an O over there because it's Clara. But in Poland, it's Clara, so Memela, it's more of an O than an I. So therefore, again, you see the same name depending on the country that was coming from is um, how you spell the name because these because these non Lashon Hakodesh names are names that are totally in pronunciation. You know, if you if you uh, if you name you know if, if you take a, a Lashon Hakodesh name, it's not really totally so much in your pronunciation. It is what it is. Mashenkin these non um, and now you have this with Sfardish names as well. All these are considered non Lashon Hakodesh names. Um, um, it's really tully in how it's pronounced will be how the spelling is and that's why when it comes to a ksuba it's not really the end of the world because it's the person when it comes to a get Rahman al-Islam there it's very serious they have the right name and that's why there's all types of now it's very interesting and we'll end off with this is that Ramosha gave lists of how to spell a lot of American names when they first came to America people had all different types of names and uh, Morris and this one and that one and say how do you put it in a get Ramosha made lists of it but the problem was it's not such a problem this is how most misadri they go with Ramosha, but it's, some of them are a little hard to understand because they happen to be going with a real, like a lower east side um, uh, um, uh, accent. Um, so, you know, we could say Morris and they would say um, Morris, right, Morris, right? So Ramosha wrote a Kiwi saying like that, and we say it more like this. But Lamaisa, once, you know, once the Gedalim wrote it the way it is, no one's being Ma'arakas Vashal. But again, you see, when you're trying to put it together, the way a person says it is, uh, is really how it, how it makes a difference. So Rabbi Hirschfeld always says he wishes that Tara Masara would be Mechanech schools to be Mechanech children how to write their names properly. So that when they come to their Ksuba, they won't say, hey, what do you mean that's not my name? I never spelled my name that way. And the Rebbe will say, too bad. From now on, you do spell, I'm my Machzairim, Kasha. Right? That's, that's, but he really should, because there's a right way, there's a right way, just you should know. It's not like a, it's not like a, uh, I should say, you now, if you want to write your name in a modern way, and you always write it that way. Now, just to end off, I'm sorry, I know I ended off three times already, but Akiva, what's Shad in Akiva? And this is an important thing, this is an important thing. I'll tell you a Kabbalah I have from, from Rav Kreisberg, the Kreisberg of Rachel, who yesterday was his yard site. Um, the Akiva is an interesting thing, because Akiva, the child is with a hay or with an aleph. So there's some cipher about this. Some cipher says Akiva in the, the Mishnah is, is always written with a hay. In the Gemara, he's written with an Aleph. Because when he was Meisr Nefesh Al-Kiddush Hashem, so then he changed, the Aleph became Echad, I think the Chsam Seifer writes, and they made it Akiva with an Aleph. However, however, there's a Shaila like this. The Paiskim say, I think Ramaisha writes this. Ramaisha writes like this. We know if a person had a Misa Mishona, a, a, a very bad uh, uh, death, and 
you know, not a normal death. So there's an Indian, we say maybe Rea Mazle, they have a bad Mazel, maybe you shouldn't name after that person. Ramayusha says, not every person who was sick and is nifter is that true. He says, not everyone's supposed to live till they're 100. Some people's supposed to live till they're 25, till 30. That doesn't mean there's anything wrong with their Mazel. But someone like Rebbe Kiva, he says, who was tortured to death, that's a Misa Mishonah. So he writes to Maisha that the reason why we spell now Akiva with an Aleph is because we want it to be Mishana the shame. We want it to be Mishana, so it's not the exact same name. So Maisha being Zariah, you could change one letter. One letter is enough to change. The same name Akiva. Now what you see from Maisha also, at least I see this from Maisha, that even though Akiva should be with a hey like Alashan HaKadosh, but you could write it with an aleph, right? It's not our rules here. It's not our rules if you have a dafka reason why you're doing it. You're making a shinui. So Ramayusha says in that tshuva, someone uh, wants to name after someone who wasn't well and died young. So Ramayusha said, listen, really, you don't have to. The, but the wife was nervous to give the name. So he says, if you can be mishana one letter, if you can mishana one letter, that's enough. And I had such a maisa also with a Yiddish name, the opposite with a Yiddish name that should be an Aleph at the end. So I asked her of Kreisworth if I could change it to a Hey to make it that it should be a Shini Hashem, but it sounds like the same name. And you see from Moshe, even though, again, a Yiddish name should have a he, an Aleph at the end, but I wanted Dafka the Hey in order to be the Shini. You see what Moshe said? You could do, you could do, uh, you could do such a thing, and uh, he was masking to that. So that is the Indian of Shemus. We should be Zaychataka. We should all be able to have the Siata Deshmaya to live up to our names and our Neshamas and our Mahus, and we should be Zaycha to the Schus of Shaloshinu Hashemam, which doesn't necessarily mean the names, because we see you have Yiddish names and Gaisha names. Ramayusha says after Matan Torah, you don't need to do that, but the concept behind it, that Leshinu Maseyam of who we are as Klai Yisrael, should be Zaycha Taka to the Gulashleim of Bimher Amenu. Okay.